0: Hello everyone, this is Andy, uh, introducing Ending Pending. I'm here with Evan and Ronnie. Um, I figured to introduce ourselves for the first episode. We'd let our audience get to know a little bit about us before we dive into uh, the first show we're tackling, which is The River. And so I thought it'd be fun to be like Summer Camp and do Two Truths and
1: a Lie. Oh, I was not prepared for this.
0: I know you weren't. No one was. But me.
1: (laughs) Except for you. I spent all day thinking of a joke. Sure, sure. Andy has, without a doubt, set himself up for success while leaving everyone else out to dry. That's what I do. I know you do. Remind me the rules of two truths and a lie. You tell two two
0: true things about yourself. That's a tongue twister. And then you tell one lie about yourself.
2: Okay. I feel like this is more for like people who don't know each other that well. I feel like well, this going yeah, be we really don't...
0: easy for us
2: to guess each other's. Well, we're not
0: gonna guess each other's. Oh. We're just going to say it into you the really airwaves. Poorly
2: explain the premise of this
0: game. We're going to just explain it into the airwaves, and our audience will then gonna... get to know something about us. Okay,
2: we're gonna just shout two truths and a lie into the void and right. not give an
1: answer. Yeah. Okay. I don't think that's how. Th- I-, I think that like that takes the the gamification out of this. Um, when I was uh, a junior in high school, I spent two weeks in Japan, uh, went to Tokyo, went to uh, Hiroshima, and with a homestay family, spent three days in a little mountain community called Matsuyama. Um, and in the Japanese style, Ronnie, um, this, uh, uh, like this is like This is way too Fuck. long. Like, you know. Oh, well, that's what, I don't know. I don't know
2: okay, No so, yeah. okay I'm gonna go cause You're, you go. you're, you're terrible You're doing because, a bad wow. job Ronnie Damn Okay Damn. I'm t- I'm
1: just, it's, just, it's a narrative thing
2: No No It's not a That's narrative That's how it works Okay You didn't explain like, how it works You, you never, never played... went to
0: fucking camp You never played Two no. Truths and a Lie No No Well okay. that could have been your lie It could have been I've went to camp yeah, this is okay. this is the sort
2: of vignette that you're supposed to paint, Ronnie. Okay. Well, then you I go went ahead and paint
1: paint away, sir.
2: First statement is I'm really bad at lying. Uh, second statement is I went to Catholic school. Um, third statement is uh I've never seen any of Star Trek.
0: There you go. Ronald, do you want to try again now that you know how to play? Yeah.
1: Okay. Statement one, I have spent significant time in Japan. Statement two, I had an internship with the Lego Corporation. Statement three, I have had a lead role in every play I performed in.
0: That's, that's, a, good, yeah, that's, that's a good assortment of truths and lies, Ronald. Well done. Thank you. Uh, my turn. My name is Andy Randolph, and I am a... Bastard, orphan, son of a whore and a Scotsman.
1: Was was this whole thing building up that you could do a Hamilton reference? I also just did a little dance. <laughs> oh dear goodness.
0: Alright, so that was two truths and a lie from the cast of Ending Pending. Now you know a little something about us. <laughs> I don't know that they game.
1: know anything about us.
2: <laughs> we did bad. Oh boy,
0: Ronald will edit out whatever didn't work. Oh,
2: oh goodness gracious! Put okay, that, put that on Ronnie. I can tell you that you tried, and I'm therefore trying. no one should criticize you. I Thanks. can tell that
1: you, I can tell that you really, really liked the Hamilton joke. You wanted I loved to make. the Hamilton
0: joke. Yeah, I thought of that earlier today.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you built this uh, intro around that. <laughs>
0: Should we talk about the
2: show, though?
1: Like, yeah, that's... Let's, let's talk about what this so show let's, is. Yeah. Let's
0: introduce the show, then. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Um, the idea behind this podcast, everyone, is that we're going to take shows that only lasted one season, whether they be great or terrible, and we're going to go through them either two or three episodes a week and just dissect it, talk about what worked, what didn't work, and review it kind of see what happened uh i see us kind of as um crime scene investigators taking these shows that were murdered and figuring out what went down
2: or put out of their misery in some cases yeah
0: Yeah. in some cases it was a a mercy kill uh so the first show that we're dissecting with ending pending is going to be the river which aired in uh 2012 i believe i believe you are correct and was it on fox or cbs It was
1: on ABC. It was on
0: ABC, damn, okay, I was way off. Yeah. So, uh, The River 2012, ABC, and um, I watched it as it aired uh, back in college, but Evan and Ronnie have not seen it till now. Yeah,
2: we just watched uh, the first two episodes for the first time, Ronnie and I did. Well, not together, but... No. Well, the the conceit of the show, the premise, um, is that there's this nature documentarian, uh, named Emmett Cole, and he has spent his whole life making this nature documentary show, a la sort of Steve Irwin, or something like that, where he's on his boat with his wife and his son, and they're going to different parts of the world and talking about animals and grabbing snakes and stuff like that. And, um, then he mysteriously goes missing, uh, somewhere on the Amazon. The channel that uh, aired his nature show, decides to pay for a exploratory rescue mission, as long as they get to film the whole thing, documentary style. So the show is in a found footage style, where uh, the, the documentary film crew is following Emmett Cole's grown son, Lincoln, and his wife. Uh, Tess and like sort of persuades them to go along on this, uh, this rescue mission and then they set off on a journey on the Amazon to find the missing nature documentarian and get into some very creepy stuff.
0: Let's dive into uh, episode 1 and episode 2 um, mm-hmm. that was a, a solid synopsis of the overall premise of the show but what happened in these two episodes?
2: Um, so episode one, uh, opens with, uh, the sort of news footage, uh, indicating that Emmett Cole has gone missing, and then the footage of the documentary film crew, uh, convincing Emmett Cole's wife and son to go on this journey. They cut to, uh, their riverboat on the Amazon. It starts off fairly innocuously. Uh, they, like, find a, like, GPS beacon, and it's, like, Attached to this sort of cage that's been, like, mangled in a weird way. And they're like, oh, that's peculiar. This is a little creepy. Um And then they find this town. And this uh, this girl who they've brought with them, who's a mechanic, is, like, telling them, like, oh, we can't go any further. It's creepy. Some terrible things the are happening. The boy Yuna. Yeah, the... Which is some kind of Brazilian, like, legend.
0: Secret and, part of the Amazon River.
2: And, of course, but they're like, no, we gotta keep going. like, um, And so they carry on down the river, and they find Emmett Cole's derelict uh, ship that's been abandoned. And um, when they board the ship, they hear some banging from the inside. Ooh, creepy. It's so creepy. Uh, they hear some banging from the inside, and they're like, oh my god, there's people here. Uh, they frantically search about the ship and the panic room, which is a part of the ship in case of hijackers I guess, uh, the panic room has been welded shut from the outside and everyone's convinced that there's somebody like alive in there who's been trapped and so they promptly begin um, like sawing it open I don't know why they didn't just cut a little hole in it and, like, maybe try to pass some water in there. But anyway, they cut the whole door open, and there's this creepy-as-shit, like, shrine in there with these pictures of this guy. And they find this, like, baby coffin in there, and they open it, and a spooky, scary ghostie pops out. And the spooky, sp- spooky, scary ghostie spends the rest of the episode uh, trying to kill all of them. Kills one dude. It, well, yeah, it kills one dude, but he doesn't matter. He's just a cameraman. None of the main characters die. It's, that's just to establish that it's a dangerous spooky scary ghosty. Um, episode 2, um, they have uh, sort of come face-to-face with the fact that spooky scary ghosties are real, um, and in my opinion, they don't spend long enough grappling with this, but we'll get into that in a minute. Um, they continue their, their search for missing nature documentarian Emmett Cole uh, down the Amazon River. Uh, they're they're piecing together where he may be based on some real creepy tapes that he has made of weird supernatural stuff that he's been doing, and he kept all these cassette tapes on his boat. And uh, so they try to use like landmarks in the these tapes to figure out where he might be, and they're further pursuing him down the Amazon. Uh, they come across a tree with all these spooky, scary dolls hanging from it, and it turned out that um, in I want to say the 1800s, uh, when like rubber barons were, were setting up, uh, highly exploitative operations on the Amazon. Uh, some British family settled there and, uh, their daughter drowned and she has like the, the spirit of this, uh, white girl has been like drowning people. And so they leave her Gifts, And she tries to uh, kidnap Tess, the mother, and, like, drag her
1: underwater. And they they foil the spooky, scary ghosty in this instance as well. So one of the things we're going to be talking about on this podcast are some of the failures. So, guys, what, what about this show just is missing the mark for you?
2: I actually very much like the premise of the show. But my biggest complaint is that, like, they... Blew their spooky, scary ghost load like right in the first episode,
1: and they did that without like, like it was. I was I was saying how like I wrote in my notes. It was a big moment. It was like everything kind of went zero to sixty at once. But yeah. then they they didn't capitalize on it. Everyone's like, you just got knocked out by a ghost, and everyone just kind of goes about their business, flirting with each other, looking at cameras. Yeah. Like. Um. I agree. Like my two biggest complaints is
2: that um. I think a really important uh, element of the sort of, like, psychological thriller genre, which is what this clearly is is striving to be, is, like, the build-up, like, the Hitchcock angle where, like, the thing you don't see is way, way scarier than the thing you do see. Yeah. So, um, the, the panic room welded shut was so scary. That mm-hmm. was such a good lead-up. Like there, like, there literally could have been anything in there. And then, like... The dolls were horrifyingly. I actually think the the second episode did a little bit better than the first one. Yeah. But, um, so they had some some real great imagery, um, but also like they like you can pretty clearly see the spooky, scary, angry ghost like in the the film. Like for a while, they kind of tease you with like branches shaking and stuff like that. And I think sticking with that strategy for longer would have been a lot better. Like, mm-hmm. it, is it an animal? Is it a guy out there? Right. Like, and also, um, other biggest complaint is that none of the characters really seem to grapple with the fact that they've just been slapped in the face with the fact that, like, supernatural shit exists. Yeah. Like, they, they sort of make some passing remarks about it, like, oh, there really could be something unnatural out there. Ooh, but they really seem to take it in stride, and I don't think that's very relatable. Like as a viewer, you sort of want to journey with them on like struggling with that paradigm shift. Like, this is something I've never encountered before. And clearly it's something that these characters have never encountered never encountered before. Why are they like so chill about it? Right. Like this is breaking my my connection with them a little bit.
1: The only point at which they kind of like question the supernatural aspects around them is when people visibly see Tess get pulled down into the creek that they walk mm-hmm. through when when they stop over and like oh you got pulled into this creek of of six inches of water it's like there's ghosts out there man Dude, yeah you literally just, looking down at us what, what like you've accepted everything up to this point and this is this is not not working for you my only like real complaint out of
0: episode one and two is um i don't even remember his name but the jewish cameraman um like they take the time to establish that like he's jewish
1: right and very very clumsily
0: he he looks jewish and he seems proud to be jewish like he makes a joke about it like yeah there's not a lot of other jews out here and then he's the guy that dies right and um in buffy the vampire slayer season one they introduce uh, a character in like the intro the opening credits and then they kill him in, like, episode three. And it's super shocking because, like, he was in the opening credits. Like, he was a main character for three episodes. Um, and I feel like the River was trying to do something like that where, like, they set this guy up as if he was going to be a regular part of the cast. Like, they, they took the time to introduce him. They uh, introduced that, like, he was a person of faith. And then they killed him. And, one, I feel like it would have been really interesting to see him struggle with, like, his Jewish faith and the supernatural. Like, that could have been really cool if he stayed alive. And then, two, I really can't think of another show, especially, like, an action show like The River, with a Jewish main character. Like, typically, they might have, like, a Christmas episode, and, like, one character's like, and I'm Jewish, like, and I celebrate does. Hanukkah, and, like, that's the only time it's mentioned. And so I felt like that they established this in episode one. I was like, oh, this is going to be really cool to see this character. And nope. He gets eaten by the ghost.
2: Yeah, they did bother to, like, have him, like, flip the camera around and, like, do a little, like, chat. Um, yeah, and, like, on the, on the subject of kind of, like, um, bad inclusivity tropes uh, like, the two female characters. The one, I mean, they're both very attractive. Like, even, um, Emmett Cole's wife, who is, like, the, like, the mother figure, uh, she's quite attractive. The, um, the mechanic girl who doesn't speak English is very attractive. Uh, Lena, the daughter of the, one of the cameramen, super attractive, and she and Lincoln, Emmett's son, are clearly like they kind they seem to be forcing kind of a, a romance thing there and then there's also um the mechanic girl who doesn't speak English and I I did not write down her name I think it's only mentioned like twice but um, oh, yeah. she's also got this weird sort of trope thing like this shaman trope where like yeah she's the the one who doesn't speak English, and she gets, like, possessed by ghosts, and she's the one who's always warning them about stuff, and she's the brown girl. Like, it's, yeah. it just seems like uh, playing on some kind of, like, uh, you're brown, therefore you have archaic beliefs, and are tuned into this sort of mysticism.
0: I feel like they were trying to, like, give her an important role in the show, and an important function, and she definitely serves... An important function being like the only character that's like clued into like what's really going on, but at the same time you're totally right, Evan. It's definitely falling into some uh, uncomfortable uh, stereotypes, and so I feel like they were they probably had good intentions, but it comes off as rather ignorant.
1: Mm-hmm. To take a step away from uh, that and go yeah, back. Yeah, I got to... in that hole a little bit. No, Sorry. sure. <laughs> I mean that's that's it's a super super important and and sometimes problematic part of the show um but one of the things that like really is bothering me is the cinematography of the show um they are going in on it being found footage which it's like mm-hmm. that's a that's a common thing that's you know not unheard of but just the way in which they're kind of going about it is it just it, it's pulling me out of it a lot more than it's like hooking me in. Um uh, I
0: disagree completely, Ronnie.
1: Yeah, um, I don't have that problem either. I actually like there were some
2: there were some blunders. Let him, let him sorry, sorry, go ahead. Yeah.
1: So so my problem is just like when you watch movies like Blair Witch Project, when you watch even shows that like have a, you know, interview style where it's supposed to be a documentary like The Office, like Parks and Rec, there is an like an understanding that like I'm in front of the camera now, but now I am not in front of the camera. Um, That allows people to be candid in a way that, you know, gives a little bit of light to, you know, what they're saying in front of the camera. Um, With this, it just, you are always constantly reminded that there are cameras watching you and that you are on camera. And the actors always know that. And, And it just seems like the things that they're talking about and saying are just a little... They don't seem organic because there's a camera on you and i and maybe i mean again these are people that have grown up around cameras their entire lives so that you just kind of get used to it but the fact that there's the camera of the cameraman and then this kind of sweeping overhead shot that we sometimes get and then we introduce the you know mounted cameras that are that are a part of the boat set of just flipping back and forth between these different views and if, if if i may sure
0: i think the premise of the show is that we are as the viewer are watching the the finished product that has been edited together by the network after presumably either the survivors got back and like handed in the footage or it was recovered after they were all dead yeah so like this has been edited together by the network um, of... Uh, what was the name of the show?
2: Um, uh, Undiscovered Country? Yeah. Yes. yeah.
0: So, like, this is the sequel to The Undiscovered Country, a.k.a. The Search for Emmett Cole. So, if that's why it feels, like, strange to you, because typically with, like, found footage shows or movies... No one's edited it, right? Right. Like Cloverfield and Blair Witch Project. Like, you're watching it as it's being filmed. Um, Whereas, like, this has been... Multiple cameras have been edited together to make this show. And it's supposed to be, like, we're watching it as if it was airing in real life.
2: Yeah, also they did establish, like, in, in the show that they have a drone. So that explains, like, the... The high shots. Yeah. They have um the the whole ship is mounted with cameras specifically because that's the ship that was used for the documentary right, show right, already. No. Yeah, I get and, that. Like, I, I do think um in some cases it does feel a little awkward, but n- like nowhere near enough to to make me disbelieve that it's like found footage. And and I agree with Andy. I think I think you uh you kind of realize that like this is like the the cherry picked found footage like because they established that like this is for a
1: network tv show yeah yeah it just i it from a cinematic perspective i can't i guess i can't explain it it's just not working for me in that okay. in that way yeah. just like That's it, fair. i understand like like you're establishing all these different points of view and like i like everything is well established in in, in fiction it's just like a lot of jumping around that I'm just kind of like, I'm having trouble following, like, you know, to,
0: to be fair to you. Um, I think that was a huge risk that they made this show that way. Mm -hmm. And I think that that could have been one of the things that like really turned off the, the actual network ABC Mm -hmm. with it. Right. That like, this clearly isn't for everyone. Right. Um, I think
2: that that format worked, I think it could have been, uh, done a little bit more artfully. Like, I do agree with Ronnie in that there are some cases where it's, um, it's awkward. Uh, like, what, like, it sort of feels like the, whoever produced this show, like, in, in real life, whoever produced it, um, wasn't really experienced with this, like, specific media type. And so that may have hurt them a little bit. Um, but I do... I do love the premise. Like, we've been kind of shitting on the show a lot. So uh, let's circle back around to, like, I really do love the premise of this show. Sure. And I really do think that the found footage style adds something to it. Like, even in the cases where it's handled a little bit
1: clumsily. I, yeah. I, to, I, to Evan's point, like, I think that, like, you know, e- even back when he said, like, the um, there's no buildup. Like, I think that would have helped a little bit. I thought about a show where the entire first episode is them doing these like one-off interviews about the past, about Emmett Cole on the boat going down the Amazon. And then all of a sudden we get to the end of episode one and like things start going off. And maybe we even like flash back throughout the series to some of these interviews that give light to what we're doing. That might've helped me a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, I also just thought the writing Wasn't great There's just a lot of the dialogue And the one-liners and stuff like that Just seem really like I don't love the chemistry Between Lincoln and Tess It doesn't I I understand that they're like They're a broken family to some degree But they just really Don't seem to like Mesh for me Yeah
2: I don't specifically love any of the characters Right Um But, um, I do love horror shows, and I love, like, I love, like, psychological thrillers. And, um, like I said, I think this show really hit on some, some really, really good, uh, horror imagery. Um, like, like I said, the, the panic room welded shut, like, with banging coming from the inside... That was great. Like that. Like that. Really got me hyped. Had they ended the first episode with that, I would have been psyched to watch the second episode. Mm-hmm. Um, then the um, uh, and like I said a little bit earlier, I, I do think the dolls episode, the second episode, was actually uh, a little bit better put together than the first one, um, because they they just they just handled their. I don't want to say jump scares, but they they handled their like their their moments of terror a little bit better. Yeah. And um also it was it was like it sort of getting by the second episode almost to feel like a monster of the week thing. Mm-hmm. Like this is like we have a new spooky scary thing to deal with now. Right. Um and that's that's fine by that point, but I was really frustrated that the episode like just showed you this uh Terror ghost, like right, like it was just on, like you saw its spooky, scary ghost face, like very like
1: before the episode was even over, like yeah. I I found it funny that like the at the very end of that episode, the way that they encourage the ghost to come out and attack is somebody I forget who it is, but somebody yells, "You haven't got the balls!" And then the ghost appears, and it's like, man, supernatural monsters, masculinity so fragile. That was one of the cameramen, but yeah. Yeah. So as Evan said, we have been uh, talking a lot about what was not great. Uh, I think we have been focusing a lot on the first episode, which I will say it did have a lot of world building to do. Uh, but mm-hmm. what what was it about the show that we think is succeeding?
0: I, I was real quiet during the, the negative part because I fucking love this show. I love it so much. Um and I hate scary things. I'm a huge coward, uh, but I love the river. Um, I think Paul Blackthorne as um the TV producer does a great job of being a douchebag, mm-hmm. and um he's like a little sleazy, but also you kind of like him a little bit. Um, I thought in. Uh, The first episode, as Evan has said, like, he really loved the imagery of, like, the welded shut panic room. Um, My absolute favorite part out of these two episodes is um, when Lincoln finds his bear tied to the tree and takes it. Lincoln ties the bear back and the tree is just like, fuck no. And, like, keeps dropping the bear and Evan keeps tying it to the tree. Lincoln. Or, yeah, I'm sorry. Lincoln keeps tying the bear to the tree and the tree keeps dropping it. Like, that is horrifying. That is so scary.
1: Yeah, there definitely are. I think that's what this show excels most in are those moments. Like, I, I, they did the, the horror thing that always gets me every time when they um, go into the panic room and they pull the cover off of what could be a dead body. And it just, it's just this wood, like, little form. And there's that, like, drop in the music where it seems like, oh, it was nothing. And then, like, all hell breaks loose all of a sudden. It's like, whoa! Like, that th- those moments, you know, when they see the tree, when they unearth the body and put it in the water of, of the, the child's mother, like, those are, like, some awesome moments. And I think it does a really good job of hitting those. But just like I said, there's just, like... And this could definitely get better as we go. There's just a lack of capitalization on some of those things that I would like, Ronnie, to, like to
2: see. Ronnie, do you like uh, like horror movies and horror shows? No, no, I, I, I very much do not. I was wondering if... I know Andy doesn't like scary stuff, so I was wondering if the reason that you connected with it more than we did is because you didn't have such high expectations for the horror aspect. Sure. Like... I I, I love scary stuff, so I went into it like, yeah, this is gonna be a scary show. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna do all the thriller things, and um, I was a little little let down by the, the way they handled like they had great great setup, awesome setup, and then kind of a letdown, because mm-hmm. the the reveal was so like, bland, but um. And yeah. it's like second
0: episode though that second episode is so scary. Well, that's what I mean. Like the second
2: episode was better than the first, (laughs) like horror
0: wise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll say this too. Um, a little bit of like personal background. Like I have a degree in religion. Um, I'm almost done my master's in religion. Uh, I've studied a lot of different like ancient pagan stuff and some modern pagan stuff and, like, the magic in this world and the mythology of this world is, like, just slightly more fantastic than, like, real-world ancient witchcraft and stuff. Like, this isn't Harry Potter magic or even something like supernatural magic. Uh, the show, that is. Um, Like, this is, like, just slightly more fantastical than, like real life like it, it feels more closer to this reality than any other uh, magic spooky show that I've ever seen so they, they did like a real good job of like tying the show's mythology uh, closely to like real mythology
1: and, and I will say uh, as, as you tried to kind of break down Andy's background with this Evan um, I think my something that might come into play as we continue watching this show is that I do, I do not like horror at all. I think it's real bad and I don't want to see any of it, but my way of like grappling with that as like an actor and someone who has, does a lot of behind the scenes work is trying to find those, uh, seams, trying to, to, you know, see where, okay, this is just a movie. This is just a TV show. This isn't, this is just a haunted house. I'm going through. This isn't real, um, and so maybe I spend a little bit too much time trying to find those inaccuracies as a defense mechanism. Um, <laughs> and I will, uh, I will give you uh, my copay at the end of the session, therapist. Thank you very much.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, you and I are both picking it apart more than Andy did, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. like,
0: well, there's evidently a nostalgia
1: dis- aspect for him too. So I, I yeah, I, I get it. I get it.
0: I really like this show. I just well, think it's I mean, a really well done granted,
1: show. Um, granted,
2: I, I like it too. Like, I'm gonna... Like, I was sort of excited to see episode three. Like, we had to stop at episode two because that's how we're doing the show. Mm-hmm. And it had to be... Like, episode three had to be fresh, but... Um, and that's also helped by um, the the advent of the, the binge show uh, platform. Um... Where, you know, like, I can we can just carry on watching it. It's not a big, like, I don't have to, like, wait till next week and, like, get bored in the meantime. Um, so, that may be a, like, had this aired on a, a streaming service, it might have gone very differently. Because I certainly would have kept watching it.
0: There were rumors when it got canceled that Netflix was going to save it. And, uh, like, I remember there was a petition going around and stuff like that. And I'll probably forever be broken hearted that we didn't get a second season. But then again, we wouldn't be doing it as our first uh, show <laughs> we tackle on Ending Pending if it got a second season. So. Sure. Also, Paul Blackthorne would not have ended up on Arrow. Because right after this got canceled um, and like was pronounced like dead, he ended up getting cast as uh, Detective Lance on Arrow. So
1: yeah,
0: worked out for him.
1: I, I think that the... Uh... Paul Blackthorne is is really good in this. He's one of my favorite parts. Hayel and her father are are shining stars. So like there are there are really good characters in this, um, and I, I don't love some of the character choices, but that's more of like I think that works with the script. Like you know we're we're running from a uh, supernatural monster oh, okay, let's set up camp in this super creepy grave, this doll graveyard. Like, that's not a problem that I have with the script. That's just like, no, don't do that. Why would you do that? Of course it's going to go bad. Um, so I, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know who
2: didn't see that coming.
1: They exactly. literally had already got attacked by a ghost. I'm like, come on, guys. And it's like, can we just, like, march, like, a mile further down the road, like, where it's a little less creepy?
2: Yeah, like, it's not going to, like, get dark, like, literally eight seconds from now. Come on, right. guys.
0: I really love the um, storytelling mechanic of the found tapes of Emmett. Um, One, those are super spoopy. And like him holding the fire and then him walking on water and him laughing. Like it's very unsettling to watch, especially because you you juxtapose. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, fucking words. That's a word that you can use in this scenario. You juxtapose (laughs) that to the footage we've seen of the undiscovered country with, like, really happy, like, good American dad, Emmett Cole, and it's just like, what happened to this dude? Like, what the fuck happened to this dude? Like, he's seen some shit, and he's doing some shit, and, like, he probably shouldn't be doing it. And it's, like, really unsettling.
2: Uh, regarding the Emmett Cole's secret, uh, secret spooky tapes, um, I actually wish that they had handled that a little bit differently as well, because I think it would have been a lot more compelling if there had been a little bit less revealed on those tapes. Like, if they had seen those tapes, and then the, uh, the conclusion about whether something supernatural was happening or whether he was just going crazy had been left a little ambiguous, I think that would have been a lot cooler.
0: I disagree with you, if only because the joke of um, the camera dude saying, we just got season two is fucking hilarious, especially in light of the fact that this show did
1: not get a season two. That's, that's pretty that's firm ground. I can't argue with you there. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just
0: going to disagree with you on All that.
1: Right. So with that in mind, a thing that we're going to do throughout our show throughout our podcast is going to kind of take a play-by-play and see is this working and we can kind of break down exactly the point at which the show either deserved its canceling or maybe it didn't maybe we get right to the end and it did not deserve its canceling andy i think i already know this uh is it working
0: yes yes the show is working The show is so good um it's real spoopy uh the the characters maybe aren't quite there yet but they're definitely like laying the foundation we're only two episodes in um i can say that like i really love paul blackthorne's performance up to this point um i think lincoln uh You know, the guy from across the universe. I don't know the actor's name, but like the guy playing Lincoln is also doing his best. There's uh, a lot of mystery still left to be figured out. We don't quite know what's going on. Uh, There's been stuff alluded to people secretly fucking each other. So we don't know who's sleeping with who and like the consequences of that. Uh, So there's a lot of like good groundwork in these first two episodes setting up. The rest of the season, I definitely say it's still working.
1: Yeah, and 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 in light of that, I'm gonna have a sidebar because you already know the ending of this, Andy. But uh, Evan, um, the blonde cameraman's daughter, she's totally mm-hmm. got like a weird secret relationship with Emmett Cole, right? Like, uh, well, totally I sleeping. mean, yeah,
2: they're they're like, I I don't know. Yeah, they're, there's something like they're trying to establish something. Yeah. that
1: it, I don't I don't know what they're. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what they're doing, and I'm definitely not comfortable with it. But, Evan, is it working?
2: Um, I do not think that any of these shows' uh, flaws, uh, myriad though they may be, are fatal yet. Um, like I said, I have having seen episode two, I wanted to see episode three. So um, I think the premise is interesting enough. I think the the media, like, the found footage media lends something to the, to the premise, um, I think the characters are pretty weak in general, um, but I think, like, if they can just refine their horror technique a little bit, they have, they have, they've got some places to go, like, they, they really could, they could really, uh, sort of catch their missteps as Mm -hmm. they keep going, so... Um, I think thus far it is working, but I would say um, it's it's kind of keeping its head above water. I wouldn't say it's soaring right yet.
1: Sure, sure. Um, we're breaking
0: up. Go ahead. Evan and I, we're breaking up. I disagree. <laughs> he
1: had, I mean, he said it's working.
0: This podcast is done. Oh, no. Everyone needs to agree with me or I quit.
1: Was that the whole plan this whole time? Was that the one season podcast would only get one episode. <laughs> this is That would be sort of delightfully serendipitous. This is a two month joke Andy has been working on, just like the Hamilton reference. And yep. I'm glad it's finally come to fruition. As for me Ronald, is it working? I don't want to say it's not working, because I don't I because then Andy want that to... won't be your friend anymore. Well, th- I mean that has been my concern the entire time I've been watching this show, um, but because that's it's not a finality thing. It's not as if to say it's it's done. No, I I understand why I got canceled. I'm gonna say it's not working for me on the basis that if Andy didn't encourage me to watch it and hype it about it, I would probably not be interested in watching episode three. So I'm, like, intrigued, but I'm not, like, dying to go back if not for Andy's encouragement. I do think that this is one of those things where Andy's right. Like, there's more down the road that, like, is going to make me happy that I stuck it out. Um, but at this point, if you ask me about these two episodes, and I am focusing a little bit more on the first because the first one was 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 tough for me to chew... Um, for me, it's just not working yet. Yet.
0: All right. So, so Ronnie, if people want to follow your shit, where can they find
1: you? So basically, uh, all I do is gonna be uh, on Twitter at Ron of the Mill, which is a fantastic pun. Uh, I don't get, I don't get credit for that enough. Um, I don't get it. She Ron of the Mill. Uh,
2: Ron of the Mill.
0: Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm okay. average. I'm regular. Okay.
1: Okay. Um, regular it's, sized Ronnie. Sure. Um, it's, I mean, it's I, all I'm tweeting about now are unnecessary videos, uh, ending pending stuff, and also social justice issues. Uh, but it's still a great follow. You should check that out.
0: Uh, babe, where can they find you?
1: Um,
2: me as a person, not many places. I do occasionally write for a, a feminist blog called. Lady Geek Girl and Friends, Um, I have an online shop called Thaumaturge Arts, Um, other than that I stay in my house and I never leave.
0: Uh, As far as me, um, I have a cosplay page called Word and Cosplay, and then um, like Ronnie I would say check out the Fun Necessary YouTube account. And um, I have a Twitter I don't use, so don't follow it.
1: Um, as far as this show goes, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, you can find us on any major uh, podcasting app um, and follow us at PendingPod on Twitter, at PendingPod on Facebook. Uh, and you can email us if you want to send us some fan mail. Our email address is pendingpod at gmail.com.
0: The second episode of Ending Pending is going to cover episodes three and four of The River. So if you want to follow along, be sure to watch those before next
1: week. The show is available on Hulu Plus if uh, people want to jump in and follow along.
0: Damn, we bought it. Oh, yeah, we made a mistakey. Oh, oh well. And uh, we don't have a a closing catchphrase yet, so... Mm. I guess to close it. Our out, closing catchphrase should be: "We're never doing
2: Firefly. <laughs> we're never like we're never talking about Firefly."
0: All right, I, there it is.
1: I kind of like that. <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, our closing statement: We're never talking about Firefly. We'll catch you next week, guys.